Luke chapter 17, if you want to stand to your feet, feet you can. And uh, we'll just read this one verse, but we'll look at several verses here uh, within the text. Verse 15, the Bible says, And one of them, and when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you'll bless us tonight, and I pray that you help us. I pray that you bless now the reading of your word. And God, I pray that you bless the preaching of it. I pray that you'll help me, dear God, uh, as I, I try to preach tonight. I pray that you give me liberty. And God, thank you, God, for your, your blessed Holy Spirit that empowers us. And God undergirds us. And Lord, I know I could very easily fail you tonight. So I pray that you'll help me. Uh, I pray, God, that you give me clarity of mind and clarity of speech. And I pray for all the folks that have gathered here tonight. I pray, dear Lord, that... Uh, uh, that they'll be attentive and receptive to the, the preaching of thy word. I pray that you'll take your word and apply it into each and every one of our hearts. And God, that you'll draw us nigh to thee within the hour. Uh, I pray that there's somebody here lost, that they'll be saved. I pray, God, for the backslider, that they'll be reclaimed. And I pray that you give us a spirit of revival. I pray, God, you'll give this church a spirit of revival. And God, we'll give you the praise, give you the honor, give you glory. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for all your blessings, all your kindness. But most of all, Lord, we do thank you for the gospel, the death, and the burial and resurrection of Christ. For it is in his holy and precious name that we do pray. And for his sake, amen. And you can be seated. Would you look here in the text, and we go back to verse 11 and read down through verse 19. But I think that we'll just kind of pick out a few verses here as we go. But as we look here, in, I guess in the very first uh, verse of the passage I mentioned here in verse 11, where it begins to tell us about the ten lepers, we see where Jesus was making his last pilgrimage, pilgrimage his last trip uh, to Jerusalem, and that he was going to be crucified outside of the, of the city's walls. Uh, but on his way, he went, of course, through Galilee, and then he went a, a, a route through Samaria, a route that was not often taken, but sometimes was taken by the Lord. Uh, we think about in John chapter 4, he took the same route where he said, I must needs go through Samaria. But as Jesus entered into a certain village, according to verse 11, uh, the Bible said that, that he spotted uh, ten lepers. Uh, nine of these lepers were Jews, and one of the lepers was a Samaritan. Uh, now, we know that uh, a Jewish man or uh, any, ty- any Jewish people would not have any, any dealings with the Samaritans. Uh, the reason for that was because some of it had to do with, with racial prejudice. Uh, some of it had to do with some nationalistic prejudice. We know the Samaritans, they, were, uh, they, were, uh, they, were, they had intermarried with the Assyrians uh, so some of these Jews, they, they viewed the Samaritan as someone uh, that, that was uh, not only uh, racially impure by their ideas, by their thoughts, but they also viewed him as somebody that was a, a traitor unto the nation of Israel. Uh, so the Jews had no dealings uh, with the Samaritans, but yet uh, we find right here uh, in the Bible that because of a deadly disease, uh, that, that, these, that these Jews and this one Samaritan, uh, they found themselves on a level ground. Uh, I want to say, uh, 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 of course, we know that uh, leprosy in, in the Bible is a, is, a, is a type of sin. And we know that uh, because of sin, every human being is on level ground. Amen? Uh, the Bible says that He's the same Lord over all uh, that will call unto Him. Uh, and we know that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Uh, we know the Bible says that there is none righteous, no, not one. 
uh, in the Old Testament, the Bible says, There's not a just man upon the face of the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. In First John, the Bible says, We say we have uh, no sin. Uh, then we've deceived ourselves, uh, uh, and the truth uh, is not in us. we made God a liar, according to verse 10 of that first uh, uh, epistle of John in chapter 1. Uh, and we know that because uh, that we're all sinners, that we've got a sin debt to pay. The Bible says the wage of sin is death. The Bible says the soul that sinneth it shall die. The Bible says in the book of James, in, in, in that general epistle, that this sin, when it is finished, it bringeth forth death. It's appointed a man once to die, the Bible said. It doesn't matter uh, what race we are. It doesn't matter what religion uh, that we might be. It doesn't matter uh, what, what kind of riches that we may acquire in this lifetime. When it all comes down to it, we're all sinners, uh, and we all have a penalty that we must pay, and we're all going to die. Now, I'm thankful the wage of sin is dead, but the gift of God is eternal life uh, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, look at here uh, at our text. Verse 15, the Bible said, and one of them. Now, there's ten lepers. Uh, we said that one of them is a, is a Samaritan. The other nine are Jews. And we see, as, uh, if we were to read on down through here, uh, we would see that, that there's only one uh, that, that, that came back and, and, and re- rejoiced and gave thanksgiving uh, unto God. Uh, but you see this one of them. I, you know, I want to be that one. Uh, I want to be a Christian uh, that, that is thankful. You know, I believe this tonight, uh, that there'll be no revival without thanksgiving. Amen. Uh, there'll be no revival uh, without thanksgiving. And we've got a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of things to rejoice in as children of God. We've got a lot of things to be thankful for uh, as children of God. A lot of times we think about the burdens that we bear, and we think about some of the blessings that we may not have. But I tell you tonight, if we would just sit back and begin to count our blessings and to name them one by one, I believe tonight that we could have a spirit of revival. Because that thanksgiving, that, that thankfulness that God would put in, us. He would give us that joy. And as we said last night, the Bible said in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. We need to regain that strength. We need to to renew that zeal, that spirit within us. And and the Bible says, Paul said, Miss grace of God, uh, that, that we ought to stir up uh, that gift of God that is within us. That spirit of God, we ought to stir him up. Uh, you know, we, we ought to make ourselves happy. Amen. Sometimes we've got to encourage yourself in the Lord. Sometimes the pastor is not going to get the job done. Amen. Sometimes other brothers and sisters in Christ is not going to be there to encourage us. Hey, but we can encourage ourselves in the Lord. We can stir up that gift that is within us. We can thank ourselves happy like the Apostle Paul said in the book of Acts. Amen. Now, looking at that verse 15 tonight, I want to preach to you on this subject. I want to preach to you on, uh, I've got something to shout about. Now, verse 15, the Bible said, And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. With a loud voice he glorified God. Brother Toby, I didn't even think about what I was preaching tonight when we were talking about what we were talking about there on that front row. But I got a deacon in my church, and his grandson's a young preacher, and he had went over to to hear his grandson preach at at, at, a, at a, another church, another independent Baptist church, and uh, and the pastor there said, "Oh, oh, so you you're you're a member of Brother Hatley's church?" And he said, "Yes, I am." He said, "Well, we're not quite as loud as you are." 
Now, my deacon come back and told me that story, and, and he rejoiced in it. He, 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 he thought the preacher was trying to make it, you know, give him a compliment and give our church a compliment. But I, but I knew the preacher. Hey, man. And I knew that that wasn't really a compliment that he was giving. Hey, but I thank God that we are identified as being one of those churches, and I want to be identified as one of those Christians that will turn back and will glorify God. The Bible says with a loud voice. Then verse 16, the Bible said he fell down on his face. Uh, at the feet, at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Amen. Giving him thanks, and Jesus answered, said, "Well, said, where were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? I don't want to be one of the nine. Praise God." I want to be, I want to be the one. Amen. I want to be the one turning back. I want to be one giving thanks. I want to be the one falling at the feet of Jesus and, and worshiping Him. I want to be one with a loud voice, glorifying God. The Bible said, they're not found here. They return to give Him glory. Save this stranger. Listen, I want to give glory to God. And it's easy, friend. It's easy. Somebody says, well, you know, if the Lord shows up, I'll, I'll praise Him. Well, if you praise Him, He'll show up. I mean, He he inhabits the praises of His people. Uh, and sometimes, hey, there's been times where I've been down in the mouth. There's times when I've been discouraged. Even in the house of God, I've come in. I've sat there and been, been down in the mouth, discouraged. Uh, and knowing that the, 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 the people of God needed to hear a message from, from, from their pastor to encourage them and strengthen them. But within me, I didn't think that I had it. I didn't think that I had the... Uh, I, I, like I said, I need to encourage myself before I can encourage anybody else. I had to thank myself happy. And I just started praising God in my seat and thanking God for things He's done in my life, and all of a sudden that Spirit of God would just begin to stir within me. Amen. Sometimes you're not going to have a, a choir or a group of singers or some good congregation singing like you all got, got here tonight uh, to, to, to stir you up or to encourage you. Sometimes you're not going to have that. Sometimes you're not going to have a, a good message to hear or a good song to sing uh, or a good song to listen to. Hey, but that's those times that you've got to thank yourself happy and begin to praise God. Listen, I've got something to shout about. And if you're saved by the grace of God tonight, you've got something to shout about. Amen. Number one, we've got something to shout about. You know, let, let, let me say this before I give you my point. You know, it's it's all about Him, is it not? And I tell you what, sometimes we we get sidetracked on God and get sideways with one another because we're so focused on ourselves. We ought to be focused on the Lord. We ought to be focused on on others. Amen. Oh, uh, what, what's what's the the Salvation Army's man Booth? Old Booth, they, they said that, that uh, he was sick and on his deathbed, and they had that national meeting for the uh, for the Salvation Army, and they, he sent a, a, a letter, and it was just it, they thought it was a letter. They unfolded it, just one word on, on the whole page, and the word was others. Amen. We we need to focus on God. We need to focus on others, but but it seems that we're always focused on ourselves. Now, tonight, as I appreciate this, you know, we're making it all, I want to really truthfully make it all about God, but I'm going to make it about me tonight. Now, now if, I, if I said that, my wife would say, well, it's, you always make it about you, amen. Uh, but, but tonight, I, just as a personal testimony, the way I'm going to preach the message tonight, I, I, I said the title was, I got something to shout about. I, I've got something to shout about tonight because of where I was standing. Now, in verse 11 here in chapter 17, we didn't read the verse, but we made reference to it. 
the Lord came. He, passed, he was on his way to, to Jerusalem. He passed through the midst of uh, Samaria and Galilee. And the Bible says he has entered into a certain village. There met him ten men that were lepers. And notice this, it says, which stood afar off. I've got something to, uh, to, to shout about tonight because of where I stand it. Before I was saved by the grace of God, uh, I was a sinner. I was condemned already. I, I was dead in my trespasses and sins. I was an alien from the commonwealth of Israel. And like these lepers that we read about here within the text, I, I stood afar off. I, I was an outcast. I, I was unclean. These lepers had to cover their mouth, and they had to tell others as they passed by, unclean, unclean. And before I saved, that's what I was. I was unclean. I was standing afar off, an outcast, an alien from the commonwealth of Israel. Hey, but praise God. Hey, the Lord came my way, and the Lord saw where I was standing. I was without hope. I was without God or a son. But thank God, glory to be to God, He saved my soul. And I was born into the family of God. Amen. Thank God. I was cleansed. Just like these lepers, I was cleansed. I was made nigh, the Bible says. I was made whole as these lepers were. Or as this one that came back, the Bible said that he was made whole there in verse 19. I was forgiven of my sin. Amen. I was saved. And I'm still saved. It's everlasting life. Jesus said, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. I don't have to worry about losing my salvation. I don't have to worry about, hey, uh, losing my salvation because the Lord's not going to lose me. I'm not worried about the devil stealing my salvation because the Bible says I'm hid with Christ in God. God, can, uh, Hey, God has got me hid with Christ in Him. The devil can't even find me. Hey, man, the devil cannot even find my salvation, much less steal it from me. Thank God, amen. Hey, I've been reconciled, brought back into favor. Hey, I've been redeemed, purchased, bought with a price. I'm no longer my own, the Bible says, but I've been bought with a price. I've been regenerated, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us by the washing, regeneration, and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I've been regenerated. I've been redeemed. I've been reconciled. And I've been justified in the sight of a holy and righteous God. Regeneration is something God did in me. Justification is something God did in His own mind. Amen. Thank God. He declared me free from all blame. Uh, I, I, I thank God tonight and I rejoice tonight. And I've got something to shout about tonight because of where I was standing. I wasn't raised in a Christian home. My, my mama was saved as a, as a teenage girl. But she had married my daddy who was an unbeliever. And she was, she was backslid. She was out of church for over 20 years. And my daddy was was not a uh, uh, was not a wicked man by by, by the human outlook on things, the human standpoint. Uh, he was a, he was a moral man, a good daddy, good husband, but he'd never been saved. And he got cancer when he was forty three years old. And and about a year after uh, he had some experimental surgery that they they did on him down at Shands Hospital in Gainesville, Florida, he got saved. Amen. He got saved six weeks before I got saved. And I, don't, I, I truthfully, to this day, I don't know if I'd ever got saved if he hadn't. Amen. But, but, but he, he decided one, uh, one morning in September, 
uh, he, or actually it was one Saturday night in September, he said, we, he said, now we're going to church in the morning. And I, I'd never heard my daddy say that in his life. I only remember him being in church one time in my entire life. And that was when I went to the church that, that was down the road from where we lived. And they had vacation Bible school that week. And I'd went. Uh, and we had, they had commencement on that Sunday night, and my daddy had come in, and he'd worked uh, uh, worked uh, uh, two jobs, and he and, and while they was going through the commencement, he 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 sat back there and slept, tired, you know, not out of disrespect, just he was tired, and, and that's the only time I'd ever remembered daddy being in church. I'd only remember my mama being in church uh, twice that time, and another time when we went to see my cousin get baptized, and that's it. We didn't go to church. Hey, but he said, we're going to church in the morning. I said, okay. That morning, I, I kind of thought, you know, it would kind of pass overnight. That morning, they woke me up early, and I was we used to getting up on a Sunday morning. He said, we're going to church. I didn't want to go. But Daddy said, get up, we're going to church. I, I got up and went to church. That Sunday night, I come, or that Sunday afternoon, come home. I, I've always been a sports fan. I was watching uh, NFL football, and Daddy said, hey, we're going to go to church tonight. And I thought to myself, I didn't say it because I want to keep my teeth. But I, but I thought about it and I said, I, I, I said, I said, now wait, now, two times in one day? Who does that? And we went to church that Sunday night and then Wednesday night come along and Daddy said, we're going to go to church again tonight. I, I, I said, now wait a minute, Daddy. I said, I said, nobody goes to church three times a week. But we went. And then from, from September all the way to March, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, my family was in the house of God. Mama backslid, Daddy lost, me lost. Uh, and man, we was more faithful than the deacons were, amen? Uh, and somebody say amen. Uh, and that one Sunday night, my daddy stepped out, uh, and he got saved by the grace of God. I made a profession that night, but I didn't get saved. Hey, but God began to deal with me that night. Just just a few weeks later, about six weeks later, I got saved by the grace of God. And hey, and, I, and I, I'm telling you right now, I think about them boys that I ran around with and, uh, and got in trouble with. Hey, I was a 15-year-old boy when I got saved by the grace of God. And there's about ten of us running around together. And all ten of them, hey, have either been in jail, been in rehab, been on drugs, or need to go into rehab or need to go to jail for that matter. Amen. Hey, but God saved me. God saved me. I was standing afar off. I was an outcast. But the Lord saved me. I've got something to shout about tonight because of where I stand. Now, you know, I'll tell you this. You know, you hear people testify. Sometimes you hear people testify and they'll talk about the past life. And it's almost like they're, they're bragging about it. I've got nothing to brag about. Amen. I thank God for what He's done. And I thank the Lord for what He's brought me from. And I rejoice in that. I give God the glory for that. But, I, but on the other hand, I'm not against somebody that will say, Hey, preacher, and stand up and say, say Brothers and sisters, this, you know, this is where God brought me from. Glory to God. I'm not against that. I think there's a balance in that just like there is everything else. Amen. Hey, some people don't, some people don't want to hear that because they, they're, they're raising their youngins in a bubble. Now listen to me. I believe in biblical separation. But I do not believe in isolation. That's right. Amen. That's right. My, my, my kids go to our Christian school there to the church. 
Hey, but I got the, I got I got both of my oldest girls on bus routes, right? you know, working bus routes, retrying to, and I, I don't want to shelter them where they don't know uh, what, what, what what the world is like. I want them to thank God. Listen, my testimony, hey, uh, is a testimony of God brought me from this and God brought me from that. Hey, but I want my children's testimony to be, hey, I never got, to, I never did that, or I never never got yoked up in that. And Lord, not only saved me from it, but He saved me from it in the sense that I never got into it. But listen, my, my, all three of my children say, my wife, my wife has never held hands with another man besides me. Amen. And she, she was, she was raised up, and she, she, she was, a, she was, a, she was as pure as could be until she married a preacher. Amen. And I corrupted her, amen. Uh, but brother, there's more truth to that than you'll ever know, amen. Hey. But but the thing of it is, my wife's testimony is not like my testimony. Hey, but and my children's testimony is not like my testimony. But the fact is, they were just as lost. They were just as alienated. They, 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 they were standing just as far as off as I was, hey, before they got saved by the grace of God. It doesn't matter tonight uh, what your testimony is like as long as your testimony is that you got saved by the grace of God. Amen? Hey, and let me tell you, regardless of, of, of where you were as far as this, the, 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 the human standpoint is concerned, the fact is that we were all outcasts. The fact is that we were all sinners. The fact is that we were all dead in our trespasses of sin. Hey, but thank God tonight... If we've been saved by the grace of God, we got something to shout about because of where we were, hey, before we were saved. Number one, we got something to shout about tonight because of where we were standing. Number two, we got something to shout about tonight because of who saw me. Look at verse 14. The Bible said, and when he saw them, amen, he saw these lepers. He saw the nine, he saw the one. And I'm thankful tonight that the Lord... He looked down from heaven and he saw me. Amen. I'm thankful tonight he looked down from heaven and he saw you. Now, the fact of it is, uh, maybe t- tonight if, if you was the only one to get, ever get saved, or if I was the only one to ever get saved, the Lord would have sought and he'd have came anyway. He died for the sins of this world. Thank God, not for our sins only. Hey, but for the sins of the world. Hey, but thank God tonight that He died for my sins. Amen. Personally, He died. He's a personal Savior. Amen. It's a personal salvation. I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad you're saved tonight. And I'm glad He looked down from heaven and He saw you and He saw me. And He was willing to humble Himself a little bit lower than the angels to come and to taste death for every man. Oh, yes. He paid my sin debt on that old bloody cross. He paid your sin debt on that old bloody cross. And He sent His Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost of God, and He, and, and he gave His Word, uh, the written Word of God. Uh, there's power in the Spirit of God, and there's power hey, in the Gospel. It's the power of God and the salvation of everyone that believeth. And He gave His Word, and He gave His Spirit to, uh, to convict me, to convict you of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Thank God. I'd have never known I was lost. If it wasn't for the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Amen. I, I told you I wasn't raised in church. I, I, I was about 12 years old. I was seventh grade. Maryville Junior High. I was a red devil. That's what we was, the red devils. Until some Christian thought that it was un, un-Christian to be called the red devils. And now they're the bulldogs. I'm still the red devils. Amen. Amen. But 
But I, I was in the lunchroom. Now, listen, I'm, I'm born and raised in East Tennessee. Somebody last night asked me, where were you from? Where were you raised? I'm Blunt County. I mean, I'm talking about I was born there. Amen? And I've lived there all my life. I've never lived anywhere other than there. But I was 12 years old, and there's a boy. I can't even remember who it was. But, but there's three of us sitting at a table in the lunchroom at Maryville Junior High. And one of them said, while well, we were eating lunch, he said, said I got saved Sunday. And the other boy said, saved? What does that mean? And we're talking about Bible Belt. We're talking about Blunt County, Tennessee. Amen? And that boy said, saved? What does that mean? Now, my grandmother had told me something about Jesus. I, I don't remember not believing the Bible's Word of God. I don't remember believing that Jesus wasn't the Son of God. I believe He died for me. I believe that He rose from the dead. I had a little bit of understanding of what Christ did. But I'd never heard anybody use the word saved in my entire life. Raised in Blunt County, Tennessee. And the boy, apparently the boy at the table didn't ever heard it either. He said, saved, what is that? And my ears perked up because I wanted to know what that meant too. And he said, saved. He said, well, you've got to be saved in order to go to heaven. And I thought to myself, I didn't say nothing. But I thought to myself, well, that can't be true. Because I'm going to heaven. And I've never been saved. Are you listening? I, just, just a, a little sidetrack right here. I, I was in Canton. It's either Canton, Georgia, or Carterville, Georgia. And a preacher uh, was with me. We pulled up to Wendy's. And we, we, I, I'd ordered a double. I remember what I ordered. A double, a Biggie Fry, and a Frosty. Amen. Somebody say Amen. Hey, man, I can't eat that stuff anymore, so I'm really excited about even talking about it. Hey, Amen? Right. And, and, and I, we ordered it, and the lady at, at the window, she said, I'm sorry, we can't take your payment because our computer's down. And I said, well, ma'am, I said, I'm not paying you with a debit card. I've got cash. And I said, I can give you the exact change. Could I have my food, please? Nope. Can't do it with the computer down. So I, I sat there, and she said, she said, it should be up just shortly. And she didn't, like, go off and, and try to uh, do something else there. She just stood right there. It was awkward. I'm standing there looking at her, and preacher's over, another preacher over here looking at her. And I had, had to come up with something to say. So I thought I'd show off in front of the other preacher. You know how it is. And I, I, said, I said, well, I said, did you hear the news? She said, she said what news? It was the week of Easter. Easter was, it was that, that Sunday was going to be Easter. I said, I said, did you hear the news? She said, what news? I said that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. This is in North Georgia. There's more independent Baptist church in North Georgia than anywhere in the country. And, and, and I said, did you hear the news? She said, what news? And I said that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And I thought she was like being smart aleck to me. She said, no, I ain't never heard that. And I said, What? I said, you ain't never heard Jesus rose from dead? She said, no. She said, I've heard that he died. North Georgia. She had a, she had a North Georgia accent. Yeah. Are you listening? Yeah. And she had never heard that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. I got a cousin, hey, that, that asked me, uh, this, this is when I first started pastoring. I, I said, won't you come to Easter services with me? And she said, she said, I might try to do that. She said, what's Easter all about anyway? My first cousin. Are you listening? Yeah. 
I'm telling you, there's a lot of people who don't have a clue that they're lost. They don't have a clue about the gospel of the grace of God. They don't even know that they're lost. And if the Lord didn't show us that we were lost through the Spirit of God and through the Word of God, we wouldn't even have an opportunity to get saved. Hey, but thank God, hey, that, that, that He saw me. Amen. Thank God, hey, that He humbled Himself and come and died for me. Thank God He sent the Spirit of God, sent the Word of God, hey, to convict me of sin and point me, hey, uh, to, to an old-fashioned altar, hey, that I could come and believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ. He saw me. Amen. i got something to shout about because He saw me. At number three, I've got something to shout about because of what He said to me. Look there, verse 14 again. The Bible says, when He, when he saw them... He said unto them, and then it says, go show yourself unto the priest. So Jesus, of course, operating under the law, you see. He said, go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass, as they went, they were cleansed. They were cleansed. Amen. <laughs> I'm glad what, what the Lord has said unto me. Amen. The Bible says, First John chapter 1, verse 7, that's the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, that cleanses from all sin. Amen. Over in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5, the Bible said, Whom we have redemption, talking about the Lord Jesus, through His blood, even the forgiveness of sin. See, what God has said unto me is, is that I'm forgiven. What the Lord has said unto me is that I'm cleansed. I, I, was, uh, uh, I got saved in the month of May, 1984. And that, that, that summer, probably, I'm going to say last part of July, maybe, maybe into August, the Southern Baptist Convention had a, had a crusade, a countywide crusade. They brought in a preacher, uh, and, and he preached, and, and it confused the, the hound out of me. I hadn't been saved just a few months. And he made statements like, if you ever do this, you never got saved in the first place. He'd say things like, if you, if, if you, if you even think about fornication, he said, you're probably lost. And here I am, 15-year-old boy, hormones just going crazy, you know. Hey, and I thought, Lord God, I am lost. Amen. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just trying to be honest. Uh, hey, uh, and, and I, I could remember here, here, hearing him uh, uh, preach, and, and he was big on that, that sinner's prayer. Now listen, hey, I lead somebody to the Lord, uh, man. I, man, I, I'll lead him in prayer. I don't have a problem with that. The Bible says, "Whosoever calls the name of the Lord shall be saved." I, amen. Thank God. Hey, but I, but the only sinner's prayer I see in the Bible is, is just one chapter over here in Luke chapter eighteen, where it says, "Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner." Amen. You don't see where it says, uh, "Dear Lord, I know I'm a sinner." Lord, if I if I died right now, I know I'd go to hell. Lord, please come to my life and save me. Uh, you know, we don't find that in the Bible. Uh, but but you know, I, he had me convinced if I didn't say that, I was not saved. And, and I begin to doubt my salvation. I think stuff like, well, you know, if I think like this or if I do this and I'm not saved, I, I thought to myself, well, I went to the altar and, and, and I thought I was sincere, but maybe I didn't say the right thing. Hey, it's not about saying the right thing. It's not about praying the right thing. The Bible says, in fact, the Bible says, Whosoever is called the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how should they call upon Him whom they have not believed? It's not the praying that saves you. It's the believing that saves you. And I, and I didn't say what that preacher said I should have said. But I'll tell you what, I, it, the, the church I, I saved in is just, just had two rows of pews, you know. And right there where that brother's sitting, right there that's operating that camera, that's where I sat. I was sitting right there. And I was sitting by myself. And God was convicting me. I don't remember what the preacher was preaching on. I remember who the preacher was. He was doing a revival service like this one. 
and, and he was preaching, and I and I began to and I'd made that profession of faith, but I knew I wasn't saved. I I knew I that that, that wasn't that wasn't legitimate, and, and but I sat there and God had had been dealing with me, He'd been convicting me, and, and I'm not listen, brother Toby, don't let me freak you out here. Hey, uh, I, I'm not trying to be like charismatic or spooky or anything, but I remember sitting back on that back row, uh, and, and I kept seeing myself, I kept visualizing myself uh, get up and or, or, or I was already standing, but but, but slide out into that aisle and walk down that, that aisle and go to that altar and, and pray and get saved. And I kept seeing myself do that. I'm talking about over and over again. I mean, four, five, six, seven times. I saw myself in my mind step out from my seat and walk down that aisle. Step out from my seat, walk down that aisle. Step out from my seat, walk down. I kept seeing myself do it over and over again. Next thing you know, I, I stepped out of my seat and I was walking down that aisle. And at first, I thought I was just seeing myself in my mind again. Hey, I just thought I was just, just visualizing myself. Hey, but then I realized that I was right out in the middle of the aisle. I realized I was walking towards the preacher. I was walking to the altar. And I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, here I come. And I believe that very moment the Lord said, saved. Amen. When I said, Lord, here I come. That's my sinner's prayer. I believe when I said, Lord, here I come. I pass from death unto life. Amen. I believe that very moment, Brother Toby, that I was born again, hey, by the Spirit of God. Amen. Praise His holy name. Hey, I'm thankful tonight. I got something to shout about tonight because of what He said unto me. I'm saved. Hey, I'm cleansed. I'm forgiven. Praise the Lord. Then number four, I've got something to shout about tonight because of the satisfaction of my soul. Drop down to verse 19. The Bible said, He said unto him, Arise and go thy way, for thy faith hath made thee whole. Amen. Dear friend, I feasted upon the bread of life. Amen. I've taken a drink. I've taken a swig of the living water. Hallelujah. Amen. And that bread, it sustains me. I mean, it satisfies me. That, that, that water of life, that living water satisfies me. I mean, I mean you can sit down. Uh, you, you can go to steakhouse and eat a salad and you're going to get up hungry. You can sit down at the steakhouse, and who would go to the steakhouse and not eat a steak? Hey, but I know some of you crazy people out there want to order chicken. Amen. But I sit, but but I can I can sit there and I can eat a steak. I could even eat a baked potato on the side and get up and leave hungry. Amen. I'm talking about a big old ribeye. But but if I drink some water. Hey, uh, while I'm sitting there waiting, and while I'm while I'm eating, if I drink some water, hey, and, and if I and if I if I take some of that bread, yeah. hey, I mean, remember rolls, praise God. I'd ra- I'd rather have a roll, hey, freshly baked roll than than, than a piece of chocolate cake. Somebody say, man, hey, man, I like going over there, Texas Roadhouse. They got that cinnamon butter. Praise God, Hallelujah! I can just lick that stuff. I, I mean, I, I I don't even need a roll when I've got that butter. Somebody say, man, hey. Uh, but, but, but there's something about that bread uh, that, 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 that will sustain you and keep you from, from, from being hungry to nourish you. Hey, and there's something about that water, that living water, hey, that, that will quench that thirst and satisfy you. Man, I've been made whole, amen, through faith in the Son of God. I'm satisfied in Jesus Christ. Amen. Mark chapter 10. The Bible says you've got no other reason to rejoice. You've got to rejoice because your name's been written in the last book of life. Amen. I mean, listen, hey, I pastor. I mean, I know how it is. I, I told Brother Toby, he said, he said everything all right in Maryville? He said, you feeling all right? You had a good day? And I said, yeah, and he must not believe me. 
Uh, and he kind of pressured me there a little bit, pushed me a little bit. I said, well, I, said, I got two men dying. Two church members dying. And, and listen, hey, I've got others in the hospital and others that, 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 that are sick and others that got marital problem. Uh, some, some, some people got problems with the teenagers and some teenagers got problems themselves. Hey, and, and listen, hey, they, they, there's trouble on every side. And that's not, that, that, that's not just at the Fellowship Baptist Church. I know that's at the Walridge Baptist Church. And I know that's by, by everywhere. Amen? Hey, but, but, but listen, regardless of what we may be going through, regardless of the challenges we face, regardless of the circumstances, hey, that we face, uh, thank God, uh, if for no other reason, we can rejoice, we can shout, because we're saved by the grace of God. And our name's been pinned down that land's book of life. Amen. Man, I w- listen, hey. You ought, to, you ought to just rejoice. Thank God. Be loud about it. Amen. Shout. Don't worry about what everybody says. You know, in the Bible, you'll find out. You'll see different places. I think about over in 2 Samuel chapter 6. Old David's wife, you know, rebuking for worshiping the Lord. I mean, I know Baptists don't like it, but, but old David was dancing. Now, it wasn't a sensual dance. But it was a spiritual dance. It was a spontaneous dance. Amen. It was even a spiral dance from what I understand. And he was worshiping the Lord, and it bothered his wife. And she rebuked him and criticized him. He'd taken off his, you know, some people say, well, David was, you know, he, he, he got naked. You know, he was, that's not what the scriptures, what the scriptures saying is, is he took off his royal robe is what took place there. Uh, and she didn't like that. She said, my, my daddy Saul would have never done anything like that. <laughs> yeah, well, your daddy's dead. Right. Amen. Hey. And she rebuked him. And old David, first of all, he didn't bother him a bit. I'd almost like to turn over and look at it, but, uh, but, but, and, I, and I may not be able to quote it just right, but paraphrase it, but, 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 but just about, you look right there in the Scripture, and he's almost, he's almost like he's sitting there, you ain't seen nothing yet. Amen. Amen. I think about when Jesus come riding into Jerusalem. You know, uh, those uh, disciples, they, Hosanna, Hosanna, uh, Lord God, they was worshiping Him, but the, the palm leaves and so forth. Uh, and and they, they, they asked those Pharisees, they said, said, said have, tell them to hush. Tell them to be quiet. And Jesus said, hey, he said, if they didn't praise me, said, these rocks would cry out and praise me. Amen. I think about that woman, hey, that come and she, she busted open that alabaster box and she began to worship Jesus' feet and we begin to cry and, uh, and put that oil on Jesus' feet. And boy, they didn't like that. They, they, they talked about, you know, how that was a waste. They, they wasn't worried about money. Hey, they wasn't worried, well, they might be worried about money, but they wasn't worried about the poor. Hey, somebody say, man, hey, and the Lord rebuked them. And I find throughout the Bible, every time you find a place where there's somebody worshiping God, somebody praising God, and somebody gets upset with it and goes to the Lord about it and plays that part of the Pharisee, that it's always them that get rebuked, not the ones worshiping and praising God. That's true even in Luke chapter 15. Man, that elder son, I mean, they were making merry. They're celebrating because uh, that, that, that man's boy, hey, uh, was lost, but now he's found. Uh, but but, but that, that elder son, he, he played that part of the Pharisee. If you begin to worship God and you begin to praise God, you'll find out that somewhere some ugly Pharisee will rear his, his ugly head. Amen. Lost people don't like it. Carnal Christians don't like it. The devil don't like it. Amen. 
But we're to glorify Him with a loud voice. We're to praise Him. We're to give thanksgiving unto Him uh, with a loud voice. Uh, man, I've got something to, uh, to shout about tonight. I've been cleansed by the blood. I've been made whole. I wonder, not, I know it's Thursday night, and I, I would imagine uh, everybody's here saved, but I don't know that everybody here is saved. You might be here every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, and every Wednesday night and not be saved. But I wonder tonight that somebody here, maybe you need to be cleansed. Maybe somebody here tonight needs to be made whole. Then what you need to do, you need to come to Him in faith and repentance and believe upon His name. The Bible says God's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. This is the will of God, but all men be saved, come knowledge of the truth. Amen. Now, you said, Preacher, I listened to your message tonight, and, you know, I, I heard what you preached last night, and you had using that gear of revival, and, and tonight I expect you to come back in that same gear. And, uh, and you said, well, what, what does this have to do with revival? Well, we've already mentioned uh, Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10, where the joy of the Lord is our strength. Uh, but I, but I, can't, I can't help but think about over there in, in, in the book of the Revelation. Revelation chapter 2, I believe verse 4, was dealing with the church at Ephesus. It could be verse 5. But it says, but it says Jesus said, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, I have somewhat against thee. I have somewhat against thee. Now, he, he, had, uh, uh, he had bragged on them now. Yeah. Ephesus was a good church. They were solid biblically. Uh, they, they, were, uh, they, they didn't put up with false apostles and false prophets. I mean, they contended for the faith of Toby. But he said, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Now, he's writing to believers right here. It doesn't say that he lost his first, the first love. The church had lost the first love, but they left the first love. It's like David when he prayed, Lord, restore to me the joy of thy salvation. You know, he hadn't lost his salvation. He wasn't praying for his salvation to come back. He's praying for the joy of his salvation to come back. Now, there in chapter 2, they dealt a little bit there with the first works, which I believe in the Bible, the first works soul winning. Simon first finds his own brother. Amen? Well, what about that Samaritan woman? First thing she did was run into town and, and, and tell all them men about a man told everything about her. Amen? Is this not the Messiah? Amen? Oh, yes. Uh, and and that, 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 those first works often is because of zeal and enthusiasm that a believer has. And Jesus said, I have somewhat against thee because they have left thy first love. Amen. Now, my glasses, I've, you know, I, I could lose them. But I could also leave them somewhere. I could say, Kimberly, would you, would you go get my glasses? Well, where are they? Well, I don't know. Then I've lost them. But if I say now, Kimberly, would you go get my glasses? Where are they? Well, they're on the bathroom sink. Yeah. I hadn't lost them. I just left them. Right. And there's a lot of believers that, that, that have left their first love. That's right. Right. Amen. Now, that first love, that, that, that's that enthusiasm. That's that zeal. That's that excitement that you have in worship. That's that excitement that you have in serving God with gladness. Amen. You know, I spent a good part of my time as a pastor just trying to get God's people to see that they can be happy. Hey, man, you don't have to be miserable. Hey, man. You say, well, preacher, you don't know what I'm going through. I don't know what you're going through. Hey, but I know what Christ has done for us. And I know we got something to shout about, hey, man. Hey, 
but, but, but that excitement, that enthusiasm in worship, that excitement, that enthusiasm in service unto the Lord, that's that, that's those, that's that first love, that attitude that a, that a new Christian has. Amen? It don't ever throw a blanket, a wet blanket on a new Christian. You know, I, I've heard people say to other Christians, they've just been saved, get excited about serving God. They say, well, just wait till you face some hardships. Shut up. Hey, man, they'll face them. They'll face them soon enough. But hey, God will be with them just like He was with you. Maybe, maybe they won't get bitter like you've got. Somebody say, Amen. Maybe they won't get bitter like you've got. Hey, don't throw a wet blanket. Man, I've had teenagers come back from camp excited, ready to serve God. And, and, and the mom and daddy, you know, they want that teenager, you know, they want them just spiritual enough where they won't talk back to them. Amen. They want them just religious enough where they won't go get drunk when they turn 16. Somebody help me. There's some wives like that. They want their husband, hey, just spiritual enough, hey, to keep him faithful to her. Amen. I've told, I, I, I can think two or three times in, in my church, I've told mothers of teenagers in church, I, first of all, I've, I, and I've never tried to, I will ne- I have never, and I never will be disrespectful about a parent to a teenager, even when that teenager, even when that parent is wrong. But, 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 I, but I've told parents before, listen, I'm your pastor, but I'm also your son's pastor. Amen. And, I, and I've told mothers before, you would rather for that boy, hey, you'd rather for that girl, hey, to be right with you than right with God. And there's some parents like that. I had one boy, his mama was, man, she, I felt sorry for the boy. He come to me, he come to me. It's sad. It's really sad. You ain't taping this, are you? Are you taping this? You cut this out for me, okay? They, they, they was, they was uh, uh, this same lady, the same mother, her husband left her. I mean, they was a member of my church for a long time. And she, and she, and it was always somebody else's fault, not hers. She'd come to me when her husband left her. I'd already spoke to him. I'd already spoke to her. But she comes, she sat down with me, and we talked. And I was trying to get her to see, listen, yeah, he's wrong in what he's doing. But you hold some responsibility here. But she couldn't see that. And I finally told her, I said, listen. Uh, and I don't advise you to do what I do all the time. Amen. I, I said, I said, listen. I, I, I said, if if you was my wife, I would have done left you a long time ago or hit you in the mouth. <laughs> Amen. That that is not the best way to to preserve your church members. Amen. Hey, but I was telling the truth. Somebody help me. And I was trying. And God knows my heart about it. I wasn't trying to be a smart aleck to that woman. I was trying to help her. That boy, that son of her, that oldest boy, he, he said, he come to me, he said, he said, I'm, he said, I'm, he said, I'm, I'm tired of everybody trying to tell me what to do. I'm going to go join the Marines. <laughs> you know, they say that, 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 that a young man's brain does not fully develop until he's 24 years old. I believe there's some truth to that. Amen. <laughs> hey. But listen, uh, I'm talking about that excitement. Don't, don't throw a wet blanket on a young person, hey, that's trying to serve God. I've had kids come back from camps and then their parents look, you know, they say, well, you know, we want them to be in church and everything, but, but, you know, they get too excited. They embarrass me when they, when they shout in church or they embarrass me going to that altar all the time and crying and so forth. And they're always telling us what we're doing wrong. Amen. That's the problem right there. Amen. Hey, but, 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 but don't, somebody that gets excited, ready to serve God, don't throw a wet blanket on them. And try to keep the wet blanket off yourself. I, 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 I pastor folks, they come to me and, and you know, want, want help sometimes. And 
I've, I've sat in my office with, with a lot of husbands and wives, Brother Toby. And, and you know, a lot of the, the, the problems that they have are not really problems. I had one couple fighting over a sandwich one time. You think I'm lying. You think I'm kidding. It's the truth. They got in a fight over a sandwich. And it, it festered in them. I said, man, I'll make y'all, both of y'all sandwich. Amen. They said, if we just get this behind us, somebody say amen. But I, I've, I've had husbands sit there, and, I, and I, I've, had, uh, I've had wives broken-hearted, crying. You know, and they said, they say, well, she said, you know, he, he, he just doesn't understand me. And then the husband will say, man, I just don't understand her. Yeah. And they're saying the same thing. Yeah. They're just saying it a different way, and they're saying it from a different perspective. Amen. But I've, I've, I've had wives say, well, you know, he just don't love me like he used to. Said he used to bring me flowers. He used to open the door for me. He, he used to like, you know, we, we'd go before we had kids and everything. We, he'd just come and surprise me. And we'd go somewhere for the weekend. And, 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 and he just don't do things like that. He don't treat me like he used to. He don't love me anymore. And I, more than once, I've, I've had a man sit there and, and, and look at his wife and say, that's not true. So we've been together 15 years. We've been together 20 years, 25 years, 30 years. And, and, and I love you more now than I, than I loved you on the day that I said I do. I have a, a deeper love for you than I had then. I, I know before Kimberly and I was married, I, I worked at Denzo. I worked second shift. And I'd get off and... Uh, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to see Kimberly during the week. We'd see each other at church. We'd see each other on Saturdays it, it, for a little while if I didn't have to work again. Uh, but on Friday nights, her mother would bring her over to, to, to my house. I was still living with, with my mother at the time. And, and let us spend about an hour together on Friday evening after I got off work. And every Friday she did that. I tried to get her to go on home, but she wouldn't. Hey, Amen. I'm talking about my mother-in-law. Hey, Amen. Uh, but, but, yeah. Hey, Amen. But, but I'd be so excited. I mean, I'd get off work and I'd go. And, I, and my mother would not let me step foot on car, the carpet of my house with my shoes. And I, I had old, you know, those work boots on, those steel toads and toad boots. And I, I'd untie I'd stop at a red light and untie one of them. Next red light, I'd untie the other. Next stop, I'd come through, I'd try to get one of them off. And I'd have those shoes off. So as soon as I got out of that car, I could run in and I could see my, my, the girl that I was getting ready to marry. I was so excited. You know, now, you know, I, I might pull up and sit in a car for about 20 minutes to try. You know, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just teasing. Hey, but, but listen, hey, that man say that deeper love. And listen, me and Kimberly's been through a lot. We've had three children together. I love her more than I ever loved her when I was trying to get my shoes off to, to get to her. You understand? But and, and men have said that in my office. I. That my love is deeper. Wouldn't you rather have this deeper love, this deep love that I have for you now, this mature love that, that I have that I that I have grown to love you in over these past years, than that shallow um, puppy love that we had when we first got married? And more than once, I've had a woman say, "I want both." Yeah. Amen. Well, that's what God's saying. Yeah. That's right. He wants both. Oh, yeah, you may be a much better Christian, a much more mature Christian now than you were when you first got saved. But you remember that zeal you had? 
You remember that enthusiasm? You couldn't wait to tell somebody about Jesus. You couldn't wait to get to church. Amen. You couldn't wait to sit down at night and read the Word of God. You hungered for it and you thirsted for it. Hey, what happened? So well, I love Jesus more now than I did then. We went through a lot together. He's been by my side. And, and it's just a more mature love. Yes. But He wants both. Man, you got something to shout about tonight. Right. And the whole point of this message is to get you to remember why you got to shout. Is to get you to remember why you ought to be thankful. Thank God for that deep love, that abiding love, that mature love. But where's your enthusiasm? Where's your zeal? Where's that first love? Have you left it? Man, I got something to shout about.